I invite you all to turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua, chapter 1. Joshua's in the Old Testament there, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Joshua's the next place you'll land upon if you start at the beginning. And uh, as we talked about last week, uh, looking globally, and I, I hope that if you perhaps missed last week's worship time, that you will take a minute to, to download the message from the website. I think it's a, a good starting point for us as we move into this uh, series we're going to go through over the next uh, number of weeks and months in the book of Joshua to, to get our bearings. And we looked big picture last week at the fact that Joshua's really, as it falls in the Scriptures, about God's plan to bring His people into a promised land and to bring about that fulfillment and so that's the, the main overarching message of the book of Joshua as we look through the nuts and bolts of it in the weeks and months to come. We want to keep that in our mind very acutely. And also that Joshua is really a mapping out of the assembly required to put all that plan together, to bring it to fruition. That's what it describes for us. The other thing we noted is as we turn to the book of Joshua, we're going to talk more about this this morning, that we see in Jesus... The fulfillment, just as all of the Old Testament is, in essence, fulfilled in Christ. In Joshua, we see that with particular clarity because of even the simple fact that the name Jesus is the Greek word for the Hebrew word, Joshua. Joshua, which means the Lord is salvation. Jesus, we know, is our Salvation And all that we look at today and the weeks to come, we know is a precursor, a foreshadowing of the truest and fullest Joshua who would come. And we have the great privilege of looking back upon, not just looking forward to, as the Old, Old Testament saints did. And so today, as we dive into these uh, first nine verses, we want to have those themes in mind. And then we're also going to begin to see, even in these nine verses, some other themes that, that are going to sort of play out in the weeks to come. So we're sort of pulling, teasing this thing apart and seeing more and more layers that we'll get to experience, more and more petals in this beautiful flower, the book of Joshua. I invite you then to stand with me. I'll read aloud as you read along silently. Uh, we stand just recognition of the truth, the power of God's Word, and our desire to, to uh, recognize that. Uh, starting in verse 1, I'll read aloud as you read along silently. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land that the Hittites and the great that the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as it was with Moses, so it will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore 
to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You may be seated and let me pray again for us. O oh, gracious Lord, minister to us through your word now, we pray. Give us strength and courage that comes from you and teach us what it means to walk in that strength and courage by your power. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I recently picked back up uh, one of my favorite books that I know I've mentioned beforehand, Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose. Tells the story of Lewis and Clark headed out on their mission to secure and evaluate and assess the land, the entire west of the Mississippi in the United States that had recently been purchased at that time from France. And it's a fascinating story to listen and understand the details and read the details of what those men faced going off on their mission. But in particular, I was focused on the first few chapters where it tells about how President Jefferson commissioned Lewis, if you will, to go forth and Clark with him to go off into a a situation that was going to be fraught with difficulty, definitely going to involve struggle, but that had great promise and great hope to it as well. And what was interesting to me that was almost comical as you read about the beginning of their travels, even just making it down the Ohio River and beginning west and then making it to St. Louis and getting the supplies along the way that they needed and then reaching all the way out when they got to the west coast and being basically decimated and almost at the edge of their lives. One of the things that kept them going, that gave them strength and courage, was the ability that President Jefferson had given them and their nation backing them had given them that they could simply, wherever they could find it useful, take out a piece of paper and write down that the government of the United States, the President of the United States, would cover whatever cost was needed for this lumber, for these horses, for this food, for whatever was necessary. It's part of how they were able to go forth on their grand mission was that they had that backing, that support, that knowledge that they could take strength and courage from those who were supporting behind them. As we look at these verses today in Joshua, we see a man, Joshua, and uh, de facto the people that are under him, the people of God at that time, needing strength and courage. They need strength and courage sort of on the backside, if you will, because Moses 
their significant leader, the one who had directed them. They weren't always happy with him. They sometimes grumbled, but he has now passed away. And there's a sense of security loss from that. And then, of course, on the front side, they're headed into the promised land. It's not going to be easy. And what a beautiful thing, then, that God gives them, just as He gives to you and me today, in the places where we need strength and courage, the encouragement that He's fully with us, that He's there with us, and reminds us even three times in these short verses, it's a bit redundant, isn't it, to have strength and courage that come from Him and can only come from Him. If you want to, if you'd like to follow along with me in your worship guide, you can turn to the back section where there's some sermon notes, and you'll find even stated uh, in, in some manner succinctly, I hope, this main idea that we want to talk about today, that just as Joshua is commissioned by God, and Christ, we want to look at Christ, because He's the ultimate fulfillment of all that we read in the Old Testament Scriptures, and just as Christ fulfills that commission, that we today can walk in strength and courage through the Lord. Well, if you're like me, at, at first glance, you take a look at you know any particular passage of the Old Testament and even these verses that maybe are a little bit more understandable and accessible even than other passages in the, the Scriptures, but you, you wonder, well, how is that relevant to me today? Something that's being given as a message to this leader of God's people so many thousands of years ago. How does that apply to me? Well, first thing we're going to look at today is that just as, as, as Joshua is elevated here, we know that in our lives, as we learn more about Jesus, as we see more about His mission and what He did to bring about our salvation, accomplish His purpose, that He becomes more elevated in our lives. We're drawn into deeper worship of Him. We have deeper love for His person and, and Lord willing, are surrendering more and more to His Lordship. I want to take a moment to look at that, see how Christ fulfills Joshua's commission. And then we want to dive in and look at how this relates to us because we're commissioned as well. If we've come to embrace faith in Christ and we know that we're sent out to be disciple makers, that we're sent out to glorify God in all we do, that we're to be as a church a, a, a light and a city on a hill. We, there's been things that we've been called to do that we've been commissioned towards. If you're like me, don't wake up every day and focus on that calling, that commissioning. We get into a groove, we get into a routine with our life, and we, we, we certainly don't have to be on a spiritual high all of the time or have some momentous opportunity to lead someone around us to salvation, but there ought to be things that the Lord is taking us into. Deeper sense of purpose, a deeper sense of what He's doing in our lives. And if we're commissioned and called by Him, we see ourselves that way, then, then that ought to be coming to life more and more in our hearts and minds. That in our rest, that in our play, that in our work, that in our worship, in all we do, that the Lord would be coming more and more of our focus. It's part of what we're commissioned to. But we don't get there very well. And we don't get there in large measure because we lack what? Two things, Joshua tells us. 
Strength and courage. Strength and courage. Let's just think of all the situations that you and I need strength and courage. Some of us, as you sit here today, may, if someone were to ask you and you were to be completely honest, have barely been able to get up and get going today and come here. Maybe it's uh, depression that's hanging over your life and over your spirit. Maybe it's fears and anxieties that seem to dominate and circle around and encircle you. And, And the ability to even get up and get going with a day is difficult. Some of us are facing maybe more routine challenges and just the, the new year at work and all the responsibilities that are involved in that in a, in a company that, hey, you, you know, sure are glad you had a great year last year. Hey, it's the new year. How about you up it? How about you go a little bit further? Always more to be expected. Strength and courage definitely needed for that. Some here maybe would like to have or in job transition would like to have a workplace like to have a place to go of employment. Young people here, perhaps, those that are in elementary school on up through junior high and high school, maybe even the early college years or the young professional single years, a lot of strength and courage needed to walk through the pressures that other people apply to your lives. It's important to have friends and those around us that we value and they appreciate us and we appreciate them. But so difficult when the things that we believe begin to collide with what those around us are believing and pursuing. Maybe it means having to have strength and courage to walk away from a relationship that you're in that's not helping you. A friend relationship or a romantic relationship that's maybe leading you away from the Lord instead of towards Him. Maybe it's strength and courage just to set the tone for your peers and those who you're around that the Lord is your focus. It's not just true for young people, it's true for all of us. Maybe you, you, got a, you recently got some news about some poor health that you're dealing with or somebody around you is dealing with and, and maybe there's somebody that you're regularly caring for that has chronic needs. That takes strength and courage to continue to to go back and continue to fight and pray and press on. All of these things require strength and courage. We're going to, in a, a few moments here, have uh, some men coming up to be ordained as, uh, as church uh, officers, as deacon and elders. And, and, and all of us need strength and courage to fulfill the calling that he, God has for us as part of this church. But certainly, uh, these men are going to need God's strength and courage to press ahead. So we need strength. Encourage. What does God, God's Word tell us about it? Well, one thing that we see, and uh, the first thing to look at here is Joshua's commission. So Joshua being sent out. And that's kind of implicit. That's what this passage is about. We looked at it a little bit last week in Deuteronomy 31. Another passage in the Old Testament that's interesting that talks about that transition from Moses over to Joshua is Numbers 27. And I, I don't want you to turn there today. We don't have time to dive into it in depth. But it's interesting because it reminds us of something that we might not have remembered. It's not just the people at large, the Old Testament people, 
who have uh, been prohibited, this generation prior to Joshua, from entering into the promised land because of their sin, because of their lack of faith. But it's Moses himself. Moses wasn't able to enter in. So on the one hand, his, his passing, his dying is a great sadness. On the other hand, it's a huge transition. And it reminds me of something. Again, I'm focused today admittedly on the fact that we have these officers coming before us to be ordained. But uh, it reminds us that, that the kingdom of God is not about any one person. Like that's part of why we have our church structured the way it is, I think, is biblical, but also just good. And we have this plurality of leaders, plurality of elders. We have multiple folks. And the pastor, me, is part of that group, the session, but not, not, not below it, but also not above it. That we all are seeking together because we recognize that there's Moses, and Moses, as great as he was, comes and goes. Joshua, as great as he's going to be, comes and goes. God's spreading his leadership across men of God. It's important for us to see that, too, as we turn and we think about and are humbled by the pinnacle, the perfection, the true, the fullest Joshua, Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is commissioned. And so when we're seeing Joshua, again, I think everything in the Old Testament ought to draw us in some way to what Jesus is doing. And it should make us think about Jesus who went out, who comes and and he comes. And and just as Joshua was exalted by God, by God's words here, Jesus was exalted in the sight of the people by God's word that he's my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus shows forth power and strength and courage as he conquers all our enemies, sin, death, and brings us into the promised land of salvation. He had to have great strength and courage to face off against the religious people that resisted him, to face off against the demons, to face off again even against the evil one who tempted him so fiercely. So when we look at this passage and look at Joshua, I hope we're not just looking at Joshua's leadership and learning from him, oh, that's good, but looking beyond him to Jesus and worshiping him as the true one who has come, the true one who has fulfilled all that we need to have strength and courage. Let's talk about that strength and courage then for a minute. If we see Joshua, if we see Jesus and his commission, then one of the things that's going to happen for us, I think, we're going to be drawn up into that and say, okay, God, now you give me what I need for the things that you've called me to in my life. One of the first things we see, and you can look with me in verse 2 at it, is that it involves taking steps. Having strength and courage in the Lord isn't something we just put underneath us and sit upon. It's not something we just put in a box and stick away. Strength and courage from the Lord is to allow us to take steps. It says, now therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan. So there to be going. So if you, are to, you and I are walking in the commission that God has for us, we're walk, we, we've got to be going from here to there. To be looking at where is that next place that the Lord has for us to go in our relationship with Him, in our lives, in our worship, in our service of Him. We've got to be going Somewhere, taking steps. And then it says, interestingly, that we don't do this alone. 
You can get a little confused. You look at these heroes in the Old Testament and think, wow, Joshua, he's going forth. And he was a leader. Praise God for him. But notice it says, you and all this people with you. He's going with them. They're going together corporately. And we draw strength as believers and courage from that, don't we? Having somebody that's walking alongside us through a difficult time. Having somebody that's walking alongside of us charging ahead to see God's kingdom go forward boldly. What a blessing it is to have those nearby and around us. And then it's interesting. It says uh, this, all, you and all these people into the land that I am giving them. In verse 3 it says it as well. That uh, you will tread upon, I have given you just as I promised to Moses. And then look down at verse 6 as well. Be strong and courageous. You shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. I love that. Because it puts together two things that we have a hard time holding together in our minds. Are we supposed to do it? Or is God supposed to do it? Well, the Scriptures always attribute everything to the primary cause. To the Lord. He's the one that's going to do it. He's giving them land. He's the one that promised it. But notice what he tells Joshua. He says, you've got to step out as well. You take a step. You're going to do it, but I'm going to do it through you. We should see that for ourselves as well. Some of us might become charging forth in life and our spirituality, and we're just sort of doing it on our own. I don't have any recognition that we need to really be getting power from the Lord. It's probably running out pretty quick for you if you're trying to do that. That's a hard road to hoe. Uh, Others of us got all kinds of stuff in our mind about the sovereignty of God and how He rules and reigns, but our shoes hadn't gotten dirty in a while. (laughs) We haven't taken a step anywhere. The Lord's reminding us here that we take steps in faith as believers And we do so knowing that God is sovereign on His throne. Where do we head to? We head towards God's goal for us. That's the second thing you see there. Toward God's goal. They're going to the land that God promised. They're not just sort of headed willy-nilly to any old place. It tells us in verse 4 that they're going to conquer this specific land. And, And let me say here that in subsequent weeks we are going to talk about the very difficult question of how it is that it was commanded by God to basically decimate all of these folks before him. So we're we're going to get to that. I know that's out there. If you're thinking through this passage and know anything about Joshua, that's there. We're going to talk about that in future weeks. All I want you to see today is that God has something specific for them to do. They're going towards God's goal, not towards just some goal that they've created. And I think about one of the goals in Scripture. We have all kinds of goals to glorify Him in all that we're to do, to be a blessing for those around us. But one that he states real clearly has a lot of overlap with this passage is Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. That's a passage that's called the Great Commission. And it says there that we are to go and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and then teaching them to obey everything that God has commanded fascinating to me there the parallels it tells us to go we're supposed to be headed somewhere to make disciples it gives us a a specific goal something we're to be doing as a church i hope that's what we're praying for that all of us would be growing as disciples other people would be learning to walk as a disciple of jesus and then it says that uh, we are to go how are we to do that in matthew 28 because surely jesus is with us even 
to the end of the age. It's the last verse in the book of Matthew. Just as in our passage today, we're reminded, Jesus has got to be with us. That leads us to our third point, or I guess we're already through it there, that the only way we're going to do this is through God's power. Well, what an amazing thing that we're promised, not just in the Old Testament, they were promised to be able to take this land if they walked in God's power, that we're promised in the New Testament that the gates of hell, the very kingdom of the evil one, will not be able to stand against the church as it is going forth to bless, to love, to serve, to bring the grace and truth and message of the Lord. It will not stand. What an amazing thing that a, a common people like uh, our church family here, a common pastor like me, meeting in a common place like this, can have the opportunity to be used in such an amazing, an amazing way in God's power. And the last thing we'll see, and we'll have to spend subsequent weeks diving into this more fully, we'll have some opportunities to, is that they go forth under God's lordship. They're not only following God's goals, but they're under God's lordship. And I just want you to see, as we conclude, verse 7. It says, be strong and very courageous. Are they there's going to be mavericks? They're just going to go forth wherever they feel their soul may lead them? No, he says, be careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my service, commanded. And then he's even more specific. And this is one that's really convicting for me. I don't know about for you. He says, don't turn from it to the right or to the left. There's a part of our spiritual life, whether we like it or not, that is looking at, knowing God's Word. That's why we have Sunday school. That's why we have men's and women's Bible studies. That's why we're preaching the Word every Sunday. We know God's Word. And as we know it, we're also seeking to walk carefully, forcefully, but carefully in His truth, not to step to the right or to the left. But He gives us those good commands. It even says here to bless us, to give us great success in the biblical form. To have our lives be built up with joy, with hope, because we know we're walking as the Lord would have for us. We're leading our families that way. We're, Lord willing, shining His light to those who are around us. Strength and courage from the Lord. I hope that the Lord is giving you that strength. If, if, if you've been facing some things in life, that you haven't been drawing upon the Lord's strength for, and, and I, I do this often as well, and you kind of got down the road without even turning to Him or praying to Him or looking to Him, I hope today will be a reminder just to say, God, I need You. I need You to, to just get up each day and to go forth and glorify You. I definitely need You for the difficult things that I'm facing that I know of. I need Your strength. I need Your courage. I know it only comes from You. Let's pray together. A Father, we give you great praise for your word today. And oh, what a crucial reminder for us that you give to, to Joshua. And we see fulfilled in Jesus. And then it showers down upon us as well. The things that you've called us to, that we can step out, that we can step out going towards what you have us to do in your power and under your lordship. Oh, Lord. Help us to walk that way. Lord Jesus, thank You that You came and Your mission 
was to fulfill and provide the mercy, the fullness, the grace that we all need as our saving substitute. Lord, let that message of Your grace and love be one that transforms us, that gives us great strength and courage because we know that You, Lord Jesus, have taken care of all things. We're right with the living God, so we need not fear anything before us in this life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.